this podcast is created on Awabikul and Waramai land. We pay our respects to elders past and present and extend that respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us today. Welcome into the realm of sluts and blood magic, where we work together to have more fulfilling and pleasurable relationships, sex lives and menstrual cycles. I'm your host, Jem Campbell, a sexologist, dietitian, nutritionist, period empowerment guide and menstrual blood witch. Let's get into this week's episode. Hey folks, before we get into today's episode, I want to remind you that I offer sex and nutrition coaching both face-to-face and online via Zoom. I offer cheaper sessions for students, people who have pension and concession cards, queer folks, and anyone who is experiencing financial hardship can select the sliding scale option and you can pay as little as $50 for a session with me. That is usually valued at $150 to $200. I do this because I want to make my work as accessible as possible to all people. And yeah, let me know if you have any questions. You can send me an email to gem at imawildgem.com or you can send me a DM on Instagram at the blood slut. Let's get into the episode. Today on the podcast, I'm interviewing Steph Andrews from Sexual Wellness Club, and we are chatting all things mindful sex. That is how to have more present masturbation and partnered sex. We're going to explain what mindfulness is, why a lot of us struggle to stay present during sex and often go on autopilot, how we can bring more mindfulness into our sex lives, why it's important that we don't go on autopilot during sex, Practices that we can do outside of the bedroom in our everyday life that can aid us in being more mindful in the bedroom. How to masturbate more mindfully and tips for couples or groups who are dating who are struggling to have more mindful sex. This includes some practices that couples can partake in to be more present during sex. Let's get into the episode. All right, so welcome back to Blood Slut, folks. Today I have the lovely Steph Andrews from the Sexual Wellness Club, and I'm going to get her to introduce herself. Hey, Steph. Hi, thanks for having me. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so my name is Steph. My pronouns are she, her, and I am a sexology master's student. Um, I'm also a sexuality educator and a sex columnist based in Boolu, Perth, Australia. Um, I'm currently working in sexual health promotion. That's my newest job, which is really exciting. Um, and I've also just started, uh, a sexology placement in youth sex education. Um, I'm the sex expert for sexual wellness, wellness brand Vush. And I've also written an article on mindful sex for a sex toy store called Posmo, which relates to what we're going to be talking about today. Um, and as Jem mentioned, I run a sex positive Instagram page called sexual wellness club on Instagram. 
Amazing. Thanks so much for that little intro. That's so cool. You've got so many epic things going on. I was reading that and I was like, wow, you're doing so much, girl. Like, that's amazing. Um, How did you get the the whoosh, like, hookup? That's amazing. What an epic position. I know. It's very cool. Um, I will say, because I used to live in Nam, which is where their office is based. Oh, okay. And um, I basically my cousin's best friend worked there and they didn't have any um, sexology people on the team. They were mostly like just sex positive marketing minds and things like that. Yeah. Um, And so essentially it was kind of through networking and a connection that I got like a sexology educational um, internship. So I did start as an intern and then I've been doing like paid part-time work ever since. So yeah. Amazing. That's so cool. I know it is cool. It's really cool. I saw, I was like, wow. And I saw that on your Instagram and I was like, oh my God, that's like such a huge company. It's incredible that you scored that position and well-deserved as well. I'm not sure it was just like the friend hookup that got you that job. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you. Well, by that point I'd written the POSMO article. So I Mm. kind of had something to like back up the fact that I can write educational content as well. Yeah. Um, So yeah, one thing kind of just led to the other and yeah. yeah. What also is Cosmo? Just... Is that a, what is that? I don't know if I've heard of it. Um, so it's like a sex toy store online okay. um, and it's run by a sexologist also in Nam. So I don't know mm-hmm. if you've heard of Laura Miano, but she is like one of the co-founders of that store. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I kind of got them in their like startup phase where they didn't have anyone to write articles for them. I was like, I'll do it. So um, yeah, check them out. They're really cool. They have a nice like broad range of toys. Um, like it's not just vibrators or it's not just like one type of toy. They've got quite a lot, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's all online. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Amazing. Thanks for that info. No <laughs> I'm sure some of the listeners will love to check it out. Um, okay, should we get into the chat for today? My first question for you that I ask all of my guests is how do you express your sexual and or slutty self in the world? <laughs> I love this question. Um, I didn't like, I was thinking about this because I've heard you ask this before and I there wasn't like one thing that came to mind, but I was also thinking about myself because I'm single and like, I don't do that much dating. I was like, I have to find like ways for me to express myself. Um, and I think that's also a really important um, like consideration when answering this question, because I feel like it's easy for people who are in like couples to be like, Oh, I do this with my partner. But for me, it's like, I do this with my friends when we have sex positive conversations. And like, I do this when I go dancing, when I'm like out with my friends or I do a dance class or things like that. Um, Also one thing I found that helps me really connect with my like sensuality and stuff is yoga Um, I just feel like it gets all the juices flowing in my body and it just like, you feel really connected to your body, um, Mm. during that state and also masturbation as well. Um, Mm -hmm. as I said, I work for a vibrator company, so I've got plenty of sex toys that I can use to connect (laughs) with my sexual self. Um, and yeah, I feel like I really know how to meet my own needs, which is great. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Oh, that's amazing. I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with still is, yeah, connecting with ourselves through masturbation because there can be so much shame around that, even if it's not conscious Mm. and it can just kind of be lingering. I still find that I have some of that kind of lingering sometimes and I'm like, damn, I really need to unpack that still. So I think that's amazing that you have that connection to your sexual self through masturbation. It's really important. Um, and epic that you have such a huge like stash of sex toys and <laughs> the dream it definitely helped um but yeah I definitely didn't always have that connection like with my body or masturbation it's definitely something that I discovered in my adult years like within the past five years so it is a journey for sure um so yeah it it's not something that like came supernaturally to me. It's something that I had to kind of teach myself and like learn yeah. to reduce the shame and stigma and stuff like that. Mm, amazing. How did, how did you do that? How did you start to unpack that shame? Do you think? Um, Just to put you on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of like my whole masturbation like journey is that I just didn't do it because I didn't think it was relevant for me. Like I didn't think that it would feel good kind of thing. Mm. Um, And then the only reason I decided to give it a shot was because I saw people talking about vibrators on Instagram. Um, And then I got one and I didn't really know what to do with it, which is kind of, which leads into the mindful sex topic of today Mm -hmm. Um, because the only reason I kind of learned how to masturbate was through mindfulness. So Mm. that's kind of like how I even got into that. But in terms of the shame, I think that was around the same time of me discovering sexology um, and like building my sex positive network and like talking about sex with my friends. And I think just those two things together like building a sex positive um circle of friends and also like discovering self-pleasure at the same time was really useful for me to like enter a beautiful shame-free life (laughs) that makes Mm, sense yeah absolutely yeah who you surround yourself with definitely plays a huge role in that doesn't it yeah definitely Mm -hmm. All right, let's move on to the next question. So I guess let's start off super basic. Um, I'm sure most people are aware of what mindfulness is, but would you mind explaining what it is for those who maybe don't have a comprehensive understanding of mindfulness? Yeah, sure. So to me, mindfulness is any sort of like state of consciousness and presence and like awareness of your mind and your body. I feel like we often think about it in terms of meditation and like sitting down and like making a conscious effort to have like a still mind for like 10 minutes, but that's not necessarily how I relate to it. Like I don't sit down and meditate per se. I just try and make um, certain activities in my life mindful and like get into that present state. Um, So for me, it's more about like just trying to connect my mind and my body and like be present in my body in the moment. Um, And that to me is mindfulness essentially. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Thanks for that. Okay. So the next question is a little bit of a bigger one to unpack, but a lot of us struggle to stay present and mindful during partnered sex, as well as during masturbation. Uh, many of us watch porn, me included, <laughs> um, and we dissociate. Um, we have, you know, kind of a quick wank, rub one out, go to bed, you know, the old razzle dazzle. 
Um, <laughs> you know, some of us might um, fantasize excessively to take us kind of out of our bodies, which, you know, not kind of um, saying that fantasy is a bad thing because it, it can definitely help people to, you know, get more pleasure or to orgasm. Um, but when I think sometimes, you know, we're fantasizing excessively, we can be dissociating a lot from the present moment, um, you know, daydreaming, zoning out, you know, as an ADHD, this is a huge issue that I have <laughs> in sex and masturbation. How can we be more or bring more mindfulness into, I guess, our sex lives, um, in order to, I guess, support us in having more fulfilling um, orgasms and more pleasure-filled sex? Um, so essentially, like, for me, sex is about feeling good in your body. So anything you can do that brings you back into your body in the moment is going to be great because it's completely natural to have, like, wandering thoughts or, like, fantasize or, like, sex flashbacks or whatever, um, whatever is happening in your mind during sex, that's completely normal. Um, but as long as you're like actually feeling the beautiful sensations in your body at the same time and not like completely disassociating or, um, zoning out or like going through the motions without actually feeling it, that's when I think it can be harmful and like enhance that shame as well. Um, so there are definitely, a lot of ways that we can do this. And I feel like um, I would start trying to practice it by yourself. Cause I think there's a difference between um, how often it happens when you're by yourself and how often it happens when you're with a partner. Um, so actually the first thing I would start with is trying this outside of the bedroom as well. Um, because as I mentioned mindfulness before, it's just about being connected and in the moment. So I would start by making like the simple activities in your day as mindful as possible, whether it's like going to the toilet without your phone or like eating dinner without watching TV or, you know, putting your skincare on in the morning without like rushing and actually like feeling the beautiful sensation on your skin, like that sort of thing are all little things that we can do to be more mindful. Um, and then in the bedroom, it's a whole nother thing, but some ways I like my number one tip would be to focus on your five senses. So um, like focus on what you can actually feel in your body, where you can feel it, what that feels like. Um, focus on what you can like smell and taste. And if you're with a partner, like how do they smell? How do, how do they taste? Like how do they feel? Things like that. Um, that's essentially the main thing that helps me and one thing that like one tool that really helps me do that is like the breath aspect of the senses and like getting into your body and connecting your mind with your body um literally just being aware of your breath and focusing on your breath especially during sex because it can become really like heightened and fast and quick and short um slowing that down and like trying to take things slow is definitely um, just a simple like little switch that you can make to kind of feel more in your body during sex, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, those are some really great tips. And 
really, I think, simple things that we can do on a day-to-day basis that aren't even really sex-related, you know. It's just things that we can do, like you said, like just sitting down and eating a meal and intuitively eating that meal rather than distracting ourselves with TV and just like gobbling it up and not chewing our food properly, (laughs) (laughs) which I'm sure many of us do. Yeah. Um, So the next question that I have is, why do you think so many of us go on autopilot and choose or perhaps not even choose, (laughs) but um, choose not to stay present during sex or masturbation? I think it's just so easy to like, once you work out what works for you sexually, it's so easy to like, just do that over and over again. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether it's masturbation and you just want to like a quick wank to get you to sleep um, or whether you've been in a relationship with someone for many years and you've just like kind of hit a plateau in your sex life and you just know what works and you know how to get each other there and you just do it. Like it's kind of, the easy thing to do. Um, and that's totally fine. If you're happy with that, like, I don't want to, um, say that everyone has to like change things up. Um, but I do think it's natural to just kind of go through the motions and go into autopilot when you know what works for you. Um, I also think there's this idea that sex needs to be like performance-based not pleasure-based um and obviously there's a big like gendered element to that so if you've been socialized as a woman it's like all about um you know showing that you're enjoying yourself for your partner's ego and things like that and um being more passive I guess um and then if you've been socialized as a man it's about like taking control and like knowing exactly what you're doing. And I think like that's a big pressure to put on someone is to know exactly what you're doing in sex and not actually like check in with your partner um, or ask questions. Like no one actually teaches you how to have sex. Like everyone, (laughs) people are basically just assuming they know or learning from porn or like things like that. No one actually teaches you what you're supposed to be doing and like how to make someone feel good. Um, so I think it's completely natural to just go into that, like, Oh, this is what happens. This is how I perform. This is what we do. This is how I look like I'm having fun. Um, rather than actually like slowing down and being mindful within your body and trying to work out what feels good. Um, I also think there's this big goal within sex, which is to have an orgasm. So it's super easy to just like do what you got to do to get there without, um, exploring all the different types of pleasure that are not necessarily orgasm related. Um, so yeah, I think it's just this kind of like rush to get it done the way you know how it's supernatural to do that. Um, and it's hard to like explore and learn new things and like take that dive into that different world of sex, like a different type of sex. Um, but yeah, I also think uh, there's like an element of shame for everyone, like no matter your gender, it's like, oh, we're having sex. Um, just like, that's it kind of thing. We're having sex. And then, um, afterwards it's like potentially some guilt or like some icky feelings. And like, there's so much sex 
negative messaging in our cultures that's like sex is bad or sex is private or like maybe you're rushing through things so that someone doesn't walk in or something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. Like it's super easy for that, those sorts of ideas to be on your mind or like even be subconscious in your sex life. And therefore you just kind of want to get it done almost. Um, Mm. You could also be kind of going on autopilot because that's what you're comfortable with. And that's what you know that your partner or you think that your partner likes and you don't want to take a risk with something new. Um, I also think that, as I said before, no one teaches you how to have sex and therefore you may not even know that your body is capable of more pleasure and you may not know like how to get there. Um, and that was definitely my experience as I spoke about before I was kind of like, before I explored my journey with masturbation, I was having sex with other people and I would kind of just go into autopilot about what I thought was supposed to happen during sex. And I wasn't, um, I just genuinely didn't know that there could be more to sex and that my body could feel orgasmic and better and like all this beautiful pleasure mm-hmm. um so I think it's like ultimately comes down to the fact that people don't teach you that there's actually more to sex that you could be experiencing um instead we get all these sex negative like messaging about like you know make sure your partner's satisfied and like all this stuff so I think it's very complex. Like there are a multitude of reasons why, and it'll be different for everyone, why they choose to go on autopilot or why they accidentally go on autopilot and don't choose to um, be more mindful. But yeah, those are just some thoughts that I had. Mm, That's really great, Steph. Thank you for that. Um, Some of those things, honestly, I hadn't even like thought, like, like linked it to going on autopilot. So thank you for that. That was really insightful. Um, yeah, the the one that stood out to me was um, the messaging, how we're taught, you know, to, I guess, p- very patriarchal to please the man or to do what the, the cis man wants or, or the penis mm. owner. Um, and yeah, many of us who are socialized as girls, we we can just yeah dissociate or switch off and just go along with it and kind of chuck a moan in here or there to make it sound like we're kind of present. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that's something uh, for AFABs to be really mindful of because many of us, I, I still find myself doing that sometimes if I zone out and then I don't even realize that I've been doing it. And then I was like, oh my God, I was just fake moaning for the last two minutes <laughs> and I didn't even realize it. Whoops. <laughs> Yes, yeah, it's, it's just so ingrained in our brains, isn't it, to do that? Yeah, it is. Oh, man, so fucked up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the next question is, um, I guess, how can we begin to bring mindfulness into our sex lives? Because we've unpacked what mindfulness is, um, you know, why, why aren't we being more mindful in sex? Now, how can we actually be more mindful? during sex and masturbation? Um, okay, well, I'm going to start with masturbation. Mm-hmm. I actually had uh, that as the next question, but we can honestly, yeah, I just realised I've separated that into two parts, but just go for okay. it. Just float Great. It, <laughs> <laughs> um, so with masturbation, I think one of the common mistakes 
or, or like habits that people fall into um, is like not actually giving yourself the foreplay that you need. Um, I think like this idea of foreplay is reserved for partnered sex when in reality it also applies to masturbation. So you kind of need to turn yourself on um, before you get into that state and like rush to like have a quick wank and have an orgasm kind of thing. Um, so whether that be like setting the scene for yourself and like creating a nice safe environment that's like supports you to focus on sex right now. Um, so for me, that will just be like actually making sure my room is clean and, you know, if I'm feeling a bit bougie, lighting a candle and things like that, but that doesn't have to happen every time. <laughs> um, could also mean like locking the door to make sure that um, there aren't going to be distractions from outside, whether it's like your housemates or like your kids or whatever. Um, that is definitely one thing that is really important in when it comes to mindful sex is making sure that you do what you can to make sure your mind isn't um, worried about other things because I think you need to create like a sense of safety in your body first before you can experience genuine um, like mindful a mindful state during sex um, another thing I would say is don't rush kind of links back to the foreplay part but make sure you're actually in the mood um, and if you're using toys then like maybe use your hands first around your whole body before like rushing to genitals and like what we typically think of when it comes to masturbation. Um, the other thing I would recommend for mindful sex is like a guided meditation or affirmations. Mm. So this may not be for everyone, but I love my like sex positive affirmations because I'm like, it just, it just gets me in the mood and like helps me genuinely like want to connect to my body. That's such so, a great idea. I've never yeah. thought to do that for like <laughs> sex stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like even if it's just like, I deserve pleasure or like I'm focusing on me right now or um, I make time to connect to my body, like little things like that. Like mm. it doesn't have to be like, I'm a sexy queen. Like it can be <laughs> like just something about focusing, like something that allows you to focus in the moment kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Or even like, I feel safe in my body, like mm. things like that. Um, and then I mentioned guided meditations because there's actually heaps, um, which I want to look into more, but I've listened to one on Spotify by Georgia Grace, who's a sex coach. Um, she's got like a whole bunch of like guided um, meditations for sex, essentially, and masturbation. So she could like guide you through the process. So if meditation mm. is something that you like, there's actually a bunch of resource, um, resources out there that can kind of help you get in your body and in the moment. Um, another one, I think there's some on Laurie Brotto's website. Yep. She has a whole book on mindful sexuality. So I have no mm -hmm. doubt she would have some resources there. Mm -hmm. um, also, even if it's like, if it's really overwhelming for you to like say masturbate without porn or something like that you could make a small switch to something like an erotic audio app um, because mm. then it's maybe like you're not watching something you're just listening and then you can focus on your body or um, it's still like other stimulus but it's less um, what's the word like it takes up less of your attention I guess it's less stimulating sense. in a way 
yeah it right, is because you're you're removing the visual component with because mm. with porn you've got the visual component and the auditory component and I guess that's just the auditory yeah yeah, yeah. that's a really um, good idea thanks I also think in my experience with erotic audio apps there's a lot more of like a build-up and like an actual obviously there has to be such a description of what's going on because you don't have mm. the visual element so you can really like um imagine what's going on and like really get into that zone rather than Mm -hmm. kind of watching it as if it's someone Mm -hmm. else and other people you can like I find that it's easier to see myself in the story if that makes sense. Almost boosting creativity in a way as well because you're creating this like this story visually in your mind's eye I suppose. Mm. There's a really good app that I actually used to use for erotica um, like erotic stories, but I can't remember what it's called. You would know the name of it, but it it starts with D. Oh, um, you know, it's like Dipsy or something. Yeah, that it's one? something like yeah, something Dispy like that. Or something? Yeah, I need to. I'm gonna find it and I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Um, I'll just make a note to myself because I really liked those stories. Some of them are a bit like corny, but <laughs> still hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because I actually started doing that, um, you reminded me like a couple of years ago when I was w- finding myself watching a lot of porn, like mm. quite a reliance, I suppose, on porn to actually have orgasms from masturbation. So I actually did start listening to audios and it really helped me a lot, actually. Mm. I love that. Yeah. So thanks for bringing that one up. Do you have anything else you'd like to add in regard to masturbation and mindfulness? I think that's all also just emphasizing the point that I made before about like your senses and really trying to feel the feelings and like all that sort of stuff. Um, I feel like that is a good place to start with masturbation because I think it can be easier to really tune into your body when you're masturbating and you do have like all the time in the world to explore what's coming up in your body. Whereas sometimes in partnered sex, it can feel a bit more like, Oh, okay. We're moving on to the next thing or, you know, a bit, a bit quicker pace and a bit more like stimulation. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I definitely recommend if you are wanting to incorporate more mindfulness into your sexuality to start with masturbation um, and get used to what that feels like for you and then take it into partnered sex. Yes. Love that. Absolutely. That's so important. Something that I, um, I will mention is, I think it's a really great idea to, this might be a bit of a level up from the things that you've said, as in start with those kind of um, more simplistic, like, you know, one thing at a time, don't overwhelm yourself and be like, I have to have this bougie big like setup and like everything has to be perfect so I can set the scene. Mm. (laughs) But maybe once you get that um, kind of going, um, then you could try, like you said, lighting the candle, but even um, playing like, I, I don't know if you mentioned music before, I can't remember, but like a, a sexy playlist or something, you could even create your own playlist. Or I actually have like a, it's called bleeding pleasure. It's for like period sex, but you, I mean, you can use it for masturbation or any kind of sex. It's like a really sensual, slow playlist. So I'll put that in the show notes as well. Um, and you could also um, have some incense going, like like really kind of activate your senses, like even like a an oil like essential oil diffuser or something like that or even if you're in the bath like rose petals or essential oils if you're like masturbating in the bath or the shower or something and really like amp up the sensory experience and the pleasure of like your other senses as well not just the touch sensation of you touching your body but I think that's 
yeah, a really nice thing to do and kind of romance yourself. Like, like, you know, you would be having like a romantic sex session with your partner, but you're doing it with yourself. Yeah, definitely. I love that idea. I've definitely, um, I should have mentioned music. I meant to, cause I've definitely like, I've got a playlist as well. Um, and I've definitely, I find it a bit much like with a partner to have music going as well. But Mm. when I'm by myself, like I've definitely done, um, like essentially masturbated to the music. So like, mm. like to the flow of the music, mm. like I'm not a music person, so I don't know, I know what, what, you're saying. What, um, yeah. <laughs> what terms to use, but like to the beat almost and like move my mm. body to the music. Yeah. Like move um, your hips and yeah. like roll your belly. Or, yeah. yeah. That's hot. Stuff like that. <laughs> like that is, that just really helps me connect and mm. like, it's almost so I feel like it's more easy to be for me at least a bit more intuitive with my body and what movement I want to make if there's like some music guiding me because mm. I feel like if you're just kind of there by yourself it's just like okay what do I want to do next I don't know but then it's like if if the music's like going up <laughs> like if it's getting louder and more intense it's like okay now it's time for me to get louder and more intense like yeah that sort of thing you know it now can give you like a bit of prompting approach the climax <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's so good um something else that I just thought of actually that I teach a lot of self-seduction as you've probably seen on my Instagram and um something that I will do that isn't necessarily masturbation um it can lead to masturbation but self-pleasure stuff I suppose is more just like I guess more of a sensory um experience and a sensual kind of pleasure or touch um which I suppose can also be masturbation and sexual but um I will yeah put on the playlist and kind of like dance in the mirror I'll get naked and like oil you can use some like coconut oil or some nice essential oils again all over your body and give yourself like a breast massage or something and get you know your um your body like aroused and ready because sometimes obviously our our minds like might be really horny but our bodies aren't quite there yet so to kind of meet them together and get your body or juiced up I think that's um another really great great thing you can do but again start simple and then kind of work your way up I think yeah Yeah. don't overwhelm yourself (laughs) (laughs) um that reminds me though I wanted to mention like pleasure mapping your entire body so Mm. like um one way if you if you are wanting to be more mindful but you don't really know like how to do it apart from just focusing on like genital stimulation is to like go through your whole body from like head to toe or toe to head or whatever and just like touch yourself essentially with different pressures and like different stimulations and things like that and work out if there are any other points on your body that really make you feel good and then you can incorporate that into your sex life and like start with that to get your whole body aroused before you move into the more like typically sexual stuff because our body is full of erogenous zones that we have to explore yeah Um, absolutely so that can be a fun thing to do mindfully and like actually get to know your body a bit more yeah I love that idea that's really great because a lot of us get really turned on I don't know, me in particular, by like feet stuff. So like mm. touching, having my feet touched. So even like a foot, you could give yourself a foot massage or something if you get turned on by people touching your feet or foot stuff. Um, yeah, and even like I have an erogenous, er, 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 an erogenous zone behind my knee. Like that's a real like erogenous zone for me. 
Um, so even just like, yeah, like you said, exploring different parts of your body, cause you might actually find places that you didn't know were an erogenous zone. Exactly. Yeah. I love that idea. That's awesome. Okay. So, um, I did miss a question before because we kind of skipped ahead because that's my brain, you know, happy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but my other question was, um, what are some practices that we could do? And I feel like you have kind of, kind of mentioned this a little bit already, but what other practices could, could we do outside of sex and masturbation in our everyday life that may aid us being more mindful in the bedroom? Is there anything else that you wanted to add under that kind of topic? Yeah. So I mentioned before, like taking mindfulness into your everyday activities and like even just trying, if you're exercising, trying to focus on how your body feels in that moment and like Mm -hmm. um, focusing on that for the hour or the 30 minutes or whatever. Um, The other thing I've been trying to do is to tune into my body in other ways. So like working out when I'm hungry or when I'm full or when I'm tired or when I need to move my body and go outside and stretch my legs and things like that. Um, Mm. I think just kind of understanding your body and listening to your body will help you connect to it more and be able to like trust your body um, when you need to trust your body rather than your mind, if that makes sense. Yeah, Um, totally. The other thing I thought would be relevant is like if you have any sort of anxiety management techniques that you use in your everyday life um so whether it's like a specific breathing pattern or um you know some sort of grounding exercise or something like that that's all stuff that you can also take into your sex life when you need to come back to your body and um not feel so overwhelmed so just being aware of your like what helps you be mindful and present and less stressed in your everyday life can help you in your sex life as well Mm -hmm. yeah totally breathing yeah breath work could definitely be super helpful especially if you're someone who maybe struggles to reach orgasm during masturbation or something like that um or struggles to get their body kind of aroused and worked up because yeah, breathing can like obviously relax your nervous system and it can kind of, you know, circulate the sexual energy around your body, all of those things. So that's a really, really great point. Yeah, definitely. Um, that reminds me, um, I meant to mention before when I was talking about like my masturbation journey is that when I got my first vibrator, I was essentially having an orgasm, but it didn't feel good because I was so tense in my body and I wasn't Mm. like incorporating my breath yeah um I know that exact orgasm that you're talking about yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's just like a it's like a sharp like it happens really quick and it's almost too intense yeah and you're like and like (laughs) I just didn't even realize it was an orgasm until I did some research and was like, oh, okay, maybe I should slow down my breath. And then Mm. I did that when I got to that point where it felt really tense and whatever. And I was like, oh, this feels really nice. All I needed to do (laughs) was literally just exhale a bit more. And relax the pelvic floor too. Yeah. Sometimes I think sometimes when you're using vibrators, you, because it's so intense sometimes, um, especially if it's right on the head of your clit, then Mm. it can kind of, yeah, be overwhelming to the point where um, it can 
I don't know where, where was I going with that I just completely lost my train of thought what were we talking about <laughs> <laughs> just how it can be overwhelming to the point where like an orgasm oh, doesn't feel as pleasurable is that what you mean Oh yeah. When you like tense your pelvic floor, it's almost like you're trying to push the orgasm out. That's what I was Yeah. Do you know that feeling? Yeah. And I used yeah, to do, do that a lot and my orgasms were, yeah, like the same as you, not that good. And I was like, mm, something doesn't feel right here because I've had way better orgasms like with other people or when I was younger and I would like hump a pillow or something and wasn't mm. using a vibrator. And I was like, what's going on? And then I started to, yeah, when I started studying sexology, I was like, oh, it's because I need to breathe. I need to relax my pelvic floor. And I'm like tensing it up and trying to push out this orgasm when exactly. I should just be relaxing. <laughs> exactly. And it's like nothing has changed. Like it's still the same vibrator. So like, it's not like the sex toy is the issue. The only thing that needs to change is mm. like how you engage with your body and how like mindful you are and how much you're using your breath and how much you're like incorporating movement and like just relaxed and safe in your body. Like mm -hmm. it makes such a difference and it, it can really honestly, does. yeah, it can make your or orgasms go from that, like tensed up sneeze, like situation or like thing that you're trying to push out to this like beautiful relaxing like just orgasmic sensation like it's a simple switch that can make such a big difference to your pleasure mm, yeah totally because my orgasms are so much better <laughs> like and it it feels more like a ripple through my whole body exactly rather, rather than like you said just like the sneeze that happens kind of down like near pussy mm. it like kind of goes ooh, and it's like a tickle like all through your body it almost feels like a full body one sometimes exactly comes from from your clit it's really cool and yeah. I'd love to do a whole episode on that honestly that's a whole, yeah. other, <laughs> whole other topic but um do you have any tips for couples who are struggling to have mindful sex or throuples or anyone who's you know having sex in a group or couple situation, um, what are some practices that they could do or partake in to have more mindful sex together? Yeah. So as I said before, I think it's important that like all the people that are participating in the sex have their own like mindful practice within their self mm -hmm. um, so that they can take that into partnered sex as well. But um, something I wanted to bring up was the idea of spectatoring because I feel like that is that can be huge when it comes to partnered sex. Um, and this is basically what happens um, when you're spectating is you're kind of thinking about what the other person is thinking and what it's like to be having sex with you rather than actually being in your being in the moment and being in your body and like feeling the good feelings. Um, so for example, if you're thinking things like, oh my gosh, I'm taking too long to orgasm. Or you're thinking, oh my gosh, I'm about to orgasm and it's only been two minutes or like something like that. Like you're mm -hmm. actually stressed about like your performance or things like that. Or you're wondering like, do I look good in this position? Or like, can they feel how sweaty I am? I'm so sweaty right now. I hope that that's not like interrupting their pleasure, like things like that. Um, so just like noticing those thoughts and trying to just like let them pass, not judge them. And then go back to um, tuning into your body and what's feeling good um, and like trying to incorporate that mindfulness within yourself if you're having distracting thoughts when you're with a partner because it can be super distracting. Like it's only natural to think about what they're thinking and how they're feeling and things like that. Um, but there are some little 
little switches that you can make in your brain that will at least help you. The other thing I would suggest is um, actually talking to your partner. If it's something that you're struggling with or you're both struggling with, or you're all struggling with um, having a conversation with them outside the bedroom about how you're feeling a bit like, you know, you're all stuck in your routine and you just feel like sex happens in the same way each time, or, you know, you're not feeling very connected, then I would suggest actually trying to bring that up with them because you can do, you can only do as much as you can. Um, Like if you've got your mindful sex tips and tricks in your brain, like it's not going to help if you think your partner's not feeling connected Um, because essentially to me, like partnered sex is about like that connection and the vulnerability and like being intimate with someone, even when it's casual or whether you're in a long-term relationship, it's about like being vulnerable together and like exploring intimacy um, so yeah, I think sitting them down and, or not even sitting them down, you can do it when you're on a walk or while you're doing the dishes or whatever, but, um, having a conversation with them about it and like asking if there's something that is on their mind during sex. I think that's a good question to ask your partner is like, what, what are you thinking about when we're having sex? Because that could, you know, it could be something that like they're thinking am I doing this right and so what they need from you is some like validation that you're enjoying yourself during sex or something like there might be a deeper need that is not being met that is taking up their like brain space during sex if that makes sense and like stopping them from being mindful Um, so that's why I think it's important to have a conversation about it as well Um, Mm -hmm. yeah I think those are my main tips Amazing. Thank you. Those are all really, really great. Um, Do you have anything else you would like to add on this whole topic? I just remembered one more tip that I could give for like couples or groups of people having sex is to do that pleasure mapping activity, like with each other um, can be a really great way to encourage like mindfulness and like work out what each other likes um, Mm. during sex as well. So if you like take it in turns to kind of go from the top of their body all the way down to the bottom and work out where feels good and like what, um, what kind of gets a reaction and what doesn't and what they like and what they don't like. Or also if they have areas that they don't want to be touched is also a good thing to know about your partner, because that's definitely a thought that could be on someone's mind during sex is like, Oh, I hope they don't touch my belly because I'm insecure about that area or something like that. Um, And so that's definitely something that could be communicated to avoid that taking up brain space in the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, that kind of like pleasure mapping activity or like sensate focus is I think the like term that is used. So if you want to research that as well for more information, that could be a nice activity to do with a partner. I think that's all for now though. Yeah, even with the pleasure mapping, um, you could do like different types of touch. I think you might have mentioned this earlier, but like different, like you said, pressures and things as well Mm. and different, um, you could use like oils or different textures, like you could get um, like a flogger or something even and like run it over the body because maybe they don't like fingers, but they like the flogger or maybe Mm. they like more of a a thud feeling, you know, from like a... Uh, what's it called like a paddle or something like that 
as well. So you could experiment with different, if you're kinky, like different, mm-hmm. yeah, kind of sex toys and tools and things. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And like, I think one way to do that is to actually like say you always rush to penetration with your partner to like take that off the table and focus on all the other ways that you can make each other feel good without that. So like just this one time you don't have penetration and you see what you're capable of without that one thing that you feel like is your main routine in your sex life, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mix it up. Yeah. Yeah. That's super important. Okay. Thanks so much for coming on today, babe. Do you, um, do you want to share your like socials and any offerings or anything you've got going on at the moment? Yeah, sure. So, um, I don't have any specific offerings at the moment, but you can find me on Instagram. It's just at sexual wellness club. And I'm one of my goals for this year is to be creating more like educational feed content at the moment. I'm always on my stories. Um, but I want to be creating more educational content on there. You can also read all my blogs and like things like that, that I've done for the other companies in um, my bio. I've also got like a little Instagram highlight for all my work that I've done at Vush. So you can look through that. Um, But yeah, most, most of the stuff that I've done can be found on my Instagram page. So definitely check that out. Amazing. Thanks so much for your time today. No worries. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Blood Slut. If you have any feedback, questions or topics that you would like to hear on the podcast, you can send me an email to gem at imawildgem.com or you can send me a DM on Instagram at thebloodslut. If you're interested in booking a sex or nutrition coaching session with me, or perhaps even a nutrition and sex coaching hybrid session, you can book a free 15-minute alignment call with me. All of the details are in the show notes. The purpose of this alignment call is to vibe check and see if we would potentially work really well together and to ensure that I am the right practitioner for you. If you would like to come on the podcast, you can send me an email or a DM on Instagram. I would love to have you. I also encourage you to check out my website, imawildgem.com, so you can get access to some of my free resources. I have a vulva love meditation, EFT tapping for period shame, and a sacred womb healing practice to do while you're bleeding. The links to all of these are in the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and it would be much appreciated if you could leave a review or a rating as it helps us reach as many sluts as possible. April is PMD, that's Premenstrual Disorder Awareness Month and I will be doing a PMDD and PME series for the entirety of April. If you have any questions, I will be doing a Q&A episode at the end of April And I will be answering all of your questions. So please send them in to my email or to me on Instagram and I will get those answered for you. In next week's episode, I will be running through the symptoms of PME and PMDD, as well as how to get diagnosed and my own personal experience living with these disorders. I'll catch you next week on Blood Slut.